We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, my loves, but through our own lens, which is a little peppery, a little fiery, a little spicy, sometimes a little salty, sometimes a little bitter, but at the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Yeah. So today we're talking about 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 7, Episode 7. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? That's Michelle Branches. I didn't do a very good job. It was horrible. Have I been erased? Are you happy now? Ooh. Okay, here's the thing. I lost my voice a little bit. Like, my voice is a little... I'm like giving Lindsay Lohan, you know? Oh, no, don't say that to yourself. Well, it's the truth. I... Don't know that song. And at the beginning of this, you might have caught a little snippet of me asking her because she tells me that Michelle Branch, who is the making my way downtown, walking fast, strangers passing, I'm homebound. That's the same person who sings Are You Happy Now? But that's neither here nor there. There. That's neither here nor there. So <laughs> let's get into this episode, y'all. It's hot under these lights. So I want to talk about Bilal and Shy first. Okay, because I just... Oh, this it's man hard. does not want her to touch any of his stuff. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He is, this is what, you, okay. You know, it's like when you have children mm-hmm. or when you uh, have a partner or mm-hmm. a friend or someone that you've allowed to move into your space, you you have to understand that they will touch your things. Yeah. And you have to understand that they might break the things that they touch. Mm-hmm. And it is never their intention usually to do so. I mean, perhaps they are just a little careless with items that are not their own that they didn't pay for, but you have to make space for that. Mm-hmm. And so when you are being aggressive to the point where you're teaching someone how to drive and you choose to take them out in your Mercedes, mm-hmm. you have to just be willing to like know that some shit's going to happen. Now, if you're that scared, go ahead and rent a car. Mm-hmm. Get the insurance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and rent the car. But mm-hmm. like, do you want to ride in my Mercedes, boy? No. Tell, Tell me, me what you want to do. With me, with me, with me. Yeah. yeah no, listen, she does want to ride the Mercedes. Uh, she's Listen, she's adjusting to being on the other side of the road, my loves. She's adjusting to the fact that now she has to in, for sure match all of her outfits to him. So in this car, my loves, they look like, you know, matchy McMatches. He's wearing a Louis Vuitton hoodie with a white jacket, leather like jacket over it. She's wearing black and white, like diamond, I mean, look like tweed jacket. I mean, and she has these triangle earrings. She's doing a lot. So she has to do all of that, be on the upper different side of the road and then drive his like pristine Mercedes AMG. I'm not quite sure what it is. I just think that like it screams, I don't actually have the money to afford the things that I have if I'm so precious over the things that I have. Like, I just, I don't, you know what it is? It's just, it's, this is for me, childhood trauma. This is for me. This is where I'm coming from, you guys. I'm coming from a place Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. everything in the house was precious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, then why do you have children? Because children are going to ruin everything that you have that's precious. Yes. So then like, you're not, the house is not for me. The house is for you to admire in your museum or the car or whatever it is that you're trying so hard 
to hold on to. And I get it. You don't want people touching your stuff. You don't want people breaking your stuff, but then don't have people in your home. That's why he doesn't want to have a child, you know, like that's specifically why, you know, like he unfortunately won't allow anyone nor Shida to be a human, which a human like feels differently than you, thinks differently than you, like sometimes can get depressed, sometimes can get emotional, sometimes can get sensitive, sometimes does something different than you, like, but none of that's allowed for like some reason he won't allow people to be human and yet he's in a mom, his mom is very happy that he is like leading the church and giving people advice. I don't understand, like he's a perfectionist for sure, but there's some other part of perfectionist people who do not understand that others don't hold themselves to the same regard and or idea and or standards and or expectations and or taste level that you do and or whatever it is. They just like people have different priorities or other people are doing different things. They have their own stories that they're working with. And so it just is an incredibly narrow minded, immature view to feel like other people should do what you do if you excel in that, you know, it's not quite feasible. Yeah. And I'm a victim to that. I am somebody who for the longest time and still to this day, expect people to operate under the same way that I operate. And it's because of, I think just, and I'm going to throw this on him. Things have happened in his life that are traumatic. And in order to kind of stave those things away, you have, there has to be some kind of order. And I think that that's going to be one of my challenges when I ever get into a relationship or allow someone to live with me. Like, I'm going to go through that. I'm just going to expect people to have the same understanding of like my expectations of either a cleanly clean house or whatever that looks like. And so I understand Bilal to a certain extent, Mm -hmm. but this is now his third marriage. Let me tell you right now, if I were on my third relationship, Mm -hmm. that mirror would be up in my face. Like I would at least be like, okay, this, I tried it this way. It didn't work. His trauma is like crazy girl. And I just like wish he would stop talking about it. He's mad at her for taking off her boot, her Tim. I got that though. I, I, I drive very heavy handed or heavy footed. I should say, which she tries to like explain why, like I drive very fast. Like if you have more gravity coming down, cause it's a heavy, already thick boot, honey, it's just going to like weigh down that pedal and you're going to zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. But he's mad at her for putting it in the backseat on his leather, on his leather seat. Again, That's what it's for. if you can't afford leather seats, don't get them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and get them cleaned. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It's like his, he must be a nightmare to his kids. They must love being at their mother's house so much more than his because it must be like so many rules to keeping his items pristine. And you know what I bet? What? I bet that he bought that Mercedes instead of leasing it like a per, like a good person should. Oh, and that's why he's so like anal about it. Yeah. Because he feels like it's depreciating every moment. I mean, that's why you don't buy luxury vehicles. That's why you lease them. I love leasing mine. So. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So she calls him out though, for being real mansplaining and heavy. Listen, if she's heavy footed, he's heavy handed in his way of being like, Ooh, Ooh, you almost hit that. She's like, Oh my God. All right, daddy. Like, you know, it did give me daddy vibes. Like, you know, I, I remember when my dad, you know, taught me how to drive and it was like very scary. You know, we were in very narrow streets in Corona de Mar and I was in a very big car of his. Yeah, that seems like a faulty choice. Like, why would he put that? Why would he put you through that? Why don't he just rent a car and have you drive around in a parking lot? Well, it's a great. Well, you you ask him. Did you imagine? Yeah. Oh no! Did my dad teach me to drive? No. Did my parents teach me to drive? No. You know how I learned to drive in my friend's mother's Volvo. My friend got her. What is that preliminary license you get when you're 15? Permit. Permit. My friend got her permit, and so then she was like, "Oh, I'm teaching everybody to drive." 
So we were in her mother's Volvo. I mean, this is an irresponsible. I, at the time, I knew it was irresponsible. Your friend taught you or the mother did? No, the friend. Oh, that's she not, got a real, her permit. not a real person. Okay. She got her permit. And she was like, hey, I got my permit. Everybody get your permit. Let's drive my mom's Volvo around, station wagon. And uh, we can all learn to drive together. And so we went through down a street that was relatively narrow for the suburbs of Los Angeles. And I drove very slow and she made fun of me for driving slow. And I was like, I don't want to wreck your mother's car because I was a responsible human. Mm -hmm. And that is how I learned to drive. She took us to different, she took us like first on this, like in this narrow street, she shouldn't have. And then I was like, can I just go in a parking lot? And she was like, oh, you're so stupid. Like you're such a loser. Let's get a parking lot because you're scared. And I'm like, you're an asshole kid. Anyways. God, I just think of that coolest line that she's, that the dad says to share. Share two permits do not equal a license, Daddy. Anyway, okay, so they talk. He's she's gonna get her fertility test results back from that doctor, honey. You know, God bless. Who's storing nuts for winter? And so her hormone level is fine, but he still has pending her like egg count, and then just goes on to say all the things we know that like. She has 37-year-old eggs because we have the same eggs that we were born with. And so, like, we're not getting any younger. And so, like, odds are probably, like, there are not that many, da, 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 da. You know, it's just all of that. And then this is a weird thing where the doctor's like, have you been trying? And she's like, we've been trying. And he's like, not really. Yeah, they've not been trying. She just lied to that man, full face. Yeah. Just lied. Mm-hmm. And what she's talking about is trying is that they've been having condom sex, which... Listen, I know that I kind of like got on you the last time and talking about people wearing condoms, but like it really upset me to hear an actual married couple saying that they wear yeah, a condom. Now, not to say that if you out there are wearing condoms, because you know people love to be in their little feelings about people who don't know them, but I'm not saying that you're wrong. Don't be in your feelings. Just come on out of the feelings. I don't know you and I don't know your circumstances. So I'm not judging. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is to actually hear it. it made me sad in my heart because like, why? Just, I mean, I get it. Just pull out. Like, you'll be fine. Right. <laughs> Which you're not, you may not be, but like still. Then she's going to say that they had an oopsie. How do you have an oopsie if you're wearing a condom? She said that they had an oopsie. Bilal wasn't aware of it. I guess she must have done some kind of backwards Kama Sutra, something Jenny should learn, backflip on his dick and like tricked him into a oopsie. And so she's trying to like not talk about the oopsie because she doesn't want Bilal to become aware that she actually might be pregnant because of said oopsie. And I'm just like, Bilal's been married. This is his third marriage, supposedly. I don't know about the other one. I just know there's uh-huh. people have been saying it's his third. I don't it's know. It's true. This... It's true. But who's the first or second wife? Well, the, first, the, first, the second wife is Shahida. Oh, who's the... the first wife? Okay, the first wife is this woman that he was married to for like 10 months or something. Oh. No kids. Okay. Yeah. So like that he doesn't know how to work. And he's like, we're absolutely not trying. And then like, he fully denies it in front of the doctor who, as Chris just said, has had um, some fillers in said cheeks. I don't have to tell you, honey. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of things happening up there. But yeah, the... They make that stupid pros and cons list, and she's like, well, just think, for the rest of our lives, if we're ever having a bad day, we can just come home to the outstretched arms of people that love us. And he's like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Also, they're so expensive, though. Yeah, and they smell, and they're poop. Oof. I mean, I want to get, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I listen, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, there's a lot, there's a lot. I'm scared also, like, I'm thinking that I want a kid. So it's just, there's, there's, there are pros and cons. So I get, I'm going over this list with them. Um, And then he kind of comes up with a new angle. And this angle is, well, here's the real reason. I'm 
afraid of you leaving. Oh, I've been left, you know, and you, every time that something happens, you like sort of like want to, you know, wave the white flag and being like, I'm going to peace out and I've already got walked out. So why would I want to bring a child in with like, well, that's just going to leave again, you know? And so it's, you know, another, yeah, like I said, it's a throwing the cast of a fi- of a fly fish into the pond, see what he can get now with a new one. I also think it's a little bit abusery, right? Oh, this yeah. sounds like something that like Ike Turner would tell Tina Turner mm-hmm. after he beat her up. Like, I know I did this to you, but you know, every other woman has left me and I don't want you to be the one that leaves me. So she took the abuse because she made a promise that she would never leave him. And even when he started to wail on her, she took her promise serious. And this is where I'm like, no, Shida, don't agree to just stay with him and work it out no matter what. You don't need to do this. You're not a cow for sale. Your father didn't give you off in order to have money for the farms because he can't afford to take care of you anymore. We don't live in those times. No man should make you feel like you should stay regardless of whatever is going to go on. And she also says, I don't want to keep hearing these excuses. If if we have this excuse now, next year when I talk about it, I don't want to hear any excuses. She's nervous about getting the um, fertility results. I'm nervous too. Doctor comes on and says, hey, so your hormone levels are good. But what we don't have is your ovarian reserve. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is muy importante. Because let me tell you, my ovarian reserve diminished. IVF one time, no baby. So, you know, it's, that's not the best. So (sighs) she needs to, she needs to know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the doctor, I mean, it's just hard because Bilal is not being on her side in this moment. He wants a doctor who's a fertility doctor to be a therapist. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't understand why no one's like, okay, well then let's just freeze some eggs right now this month while you guys getting to know each other since you decided to get married without really knowing each other or trusting each other or thinking they should have a baby together but for some reason you guys you guys got married so let's free some eggs it seems like you have a lot of time on your hands you know and you're already like real into it you know and have some reserve just in case yeah that is the compromise that we just won't say for whatever reason i mean we've been saying we said well, this yeah. episode we said the episode before that and that's what the conversation needs to be Okay, let's move on to who you gonna pick, Andre and Libby. Because the truth is, what if what even happened in their segment? It's just a lot of Andre cussing, mm-hmm. like, "Well, Libby, your super super fucking brother and your stupid fucking family." But first, we have what? a situation in which Ellie does not eat the nail polish. Therefore, Libby is not concerned. I forgot this part. Okay, so what happens in this part <laughs> is that Andre is outside with Ella, who's wearing a princess dress. And all of a sudden he be, he's like, oh, shit, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, Ellie. And she's like, Lisa. And then he's like, she's looking at the nail polish. And Libby's like, what happened? Did she eat it? And Andre's like, no. And he's cleaning it off her hands, off of her dress, off the bottom of her foot. And then Libby's like, okay, then I don't care. And she goes back to c- continuously cleaning the kitchen. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, he can clean it. As long as she doesn't take him to like a ER, honey, she's okay. She's okay. That's And hopefully maybe it was about Ellie and May, which I think is like Ella and May, which is like the, one of the ones without this, you know, the, the bad seven. He knows what I'm talking about, the nail polish world. There's no, like the, I thought you were talking about um, May, uh, Nichols' daughter at first. I was like, what? Hazan and Nickel? May's daughter? No, she was like, if you need nail care that doesn't have bad chemicals so that your daughter can just like drink it out of the bottle that's the one you can get um but yeah so andre has to go to his lawyer and so he thinks it's a good idea that they didn't have to go to that like dumb mom you know birthday 
He was like so happy about it. He got out of that one. And they go to the lawyer. Let me tell you, this lawyer is good. I mean, we have seen so many of the same types of people, like the furniture sales boutique person, the woman that's going to, you know, in the wedding dress shopping part, the, the hairdresser or the person getting a haircut and like giving some information. And just like that, the immigration lawyer is all part of it. You know, like, it's like, it is always happens. So in this one, I just want to give credit where credit's due. This woman is polished. She comes wearing a full business suit. She has her name and a logo in the back. Her hair is like done. She has makeup on. I mean, I'll tell you right now, Andre comes, honey, as if he was like touring, like the museum of ice cream, you know, like he's wearing like shorts, 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 and uh, like a polo. That He's pull- dressed like Chuck. Yes. He's dressed like an American. Yes. A middle-aged man who doesn't have any style, so you wear a polo and faded. you wear some the, like yeah, like the polo, shorts. Yeah, the polo was faded, like being like, well, how long? How many times have you washed that polo? Have you been washing it with rocks? Like, how is it already so like you know mangled? It's, been, it's gone through a lot of washings. So uh, the, during the interview, the lawyer is like, look, this is weird. It's great that you do have an interview, but it's also weird because normally they don't have an interview for the 10 year. You know, they normally they just go on ahead and give you uh, give it to you after you've had your two year one. And Andre is like, well, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. um, the lawyer is like, well, is there anything that's going on? That Anything that happened? Maybe they found something from your first interview that they didn't know. And so they have to like review and you in person. But honestly, the fact that you guys have a kid never had to see this from a couple who's had a kid and so andre is like well you know there might be some stuff in moldova that i don't really want to talk about uh and the lawyer is like well you got to tell me and then then they start to talk about his enemies and i said andre are you drake you have enemies enemies got a lot of enemies i don't know the song anyway so yeah it, it was like, what are we talking about? So he he's furious and he drives home in his nondescript white pickup. Oh, he gets yeah. To, he gets to Libby and it's a lot of just fucking blah, 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 blah. Your family and Libby's like. She's in a high top knot and she's like, oh no, my family would not. First of all, like, they literally can't. You don't understand, Andre. Like they don't even know how to possibly pick up a phone. Like they can't call anyone. They are dumb. Have you met my family? They can't call someone and try and use voices and words to tell someone that you're a bad guy they wouldn't know who to call they don't even understand numbers yeah faces fully becky and charles and chuck buki fully not buki it was just becky they investigated andre based on something that his friend said from moldova so they have the information mm-hmm. and they could call USINS or whatever it's called, UCISS or UISS, whatever they could call immigration on him and just drop a tip and move on. I know who did it. It's like Megan. She's like, hi. <laughs> For those on Patreon, oh you didn't, people on Patreon, and I think it was worth the $10, just got to see me use my phone and my foot in the same shot, honey. My foot picking up my phone. She is making like millions on OnlyFeed, OnlyFans. And uh, that's what she did. I think it's Megan. I think that Megan was just like, I'll get him out of here and I'll become just the most foot famous member of the whole family. I cast. mean, if it wasn't for Andre, she would not, her and her feet wouldn't be making any money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next couple that we're going to talk about is Jenny and Sumit. Mm-hmm. I mean, just we're in Jenny is being the oldest old person to ever sure. old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she 
already said last episode that she knows she has a younger husband and she has to keep up. And for some reason, what we've seen is a woman who like doesn't want to do anything. And one way that's definitely not sexy and definitely is not keeping up is being giddy over the fact that all you want to do is just let someone like do all the work, climb on top of you, and then just have you pass out mid pump. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just like, she's up in the morning and she trips over his shoes and it is the funniest thing I had seen on TV. And I'm like, I don't know why that was so hilarious to me and she starts to nag him about picking up his items and like why do you have this on the bed are you gonna wear it or not and he's like Ginny I'm just taking it out to see if I want to wear it and then she goes out and he's like where are you going you're going and she's like oh, I'm going for a walk and then I'm gonna talk to Christina so she goes to talk to Blended Boo which is the IG name of her daughter mm-hmm. and that's how I've come to think of her as Blended Boo mm-hmm. and she goes out and she's like I really miss my family so much the daughter says hey the borders are opening up we might be able to come and visit you and Jenny's like well me and Sumit are thinking about going to live in the US and I'm like Jenny you know that's not true you stated it and he said he didn't want it so I don't know why you thought that that is going to happen but she's very excited because she says she just really truly misses her family mm-hmm. so she they make those preliminary plans and then her daughter tells her you know what if he wants to go to Kama Sutra classes mom go and figure it out like why not do it like you're you're you know having this life that you've never been able to lead and have fun and Jenny's like I can't believe I'm talking about this with my daughter and I'm like your daughter knows how she got here she knows you you know you've had boyfriends I'm sure it's never too late to teach an old dog new tricks absolutely Chris you know mm-hmm. she's not a dog but i am and um i want to see uh this kama sutra class let me tell you right now that one of the very first moments that i knew that Juan i would be friends for the rest of our lives was because early on in like the our friendship in which was the late aughts we discovered that we both had watched a movie movies called kama sutra yeah and it is a weird sexy it's not weird it's great 2002 movie mm-hmm. maybe the, or maybe 1997 mm-hmm. i'm not quite sure i'm not quite sure either movie that stars you can look at the names mm-hmm. uh narveen andrew narveen andrews and then the girl that is from dorn or dorn is it like the dorn Ro- she was the mother she was the woman in rome she was in rome and she also was in game of thrones oh was she yes she was she, put, she was the dorn yes yes she was remember when the mountain killed that man and then that man was supposed to like the daughter was supposed to do something. Yes, you know, House of Targaryen. Yes. She was she was a part of that. Group. Yes, she was. Okay, so in this movie from 1996 called Kama Sutra: A, a Tale, Tale of, of Love, Love, starring shoot the cast Indira Varma. Oh, honey, Indira, oh, she endeared herself yes. to me. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, there's Naveen Andrews. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 Naveen Andrews. So pretty mm-hmm. much Naveen is like this hot like older kind of just like king style person and like the prince okay and then she's just like this like poor poor little thing like little fontine from les mes you know kind of like maybe a hooker you know like mm-hmm. and so she has to like be a good hooker you know what i'm saying and like okay let me tell you the real okay, way okay. what it is is that <laughs> she is a poor girl you know india is the 16th century of india right so there's a caste system so oh, she's like stuck yes. in that caste girl yeah and she has a she's good fancy. she yeah. has a good friend who like lives in the palace. And I think the girl is a princess or like some kind of noble person, but as children, (laughs) they play together, right? Yeah. And um, so they grow up and then obviously one is, the poor one is like beautiful and the like rich one is not. So she becomes jealous of the poor one. And then somehow the poor one like loses her family and is destitute and is picked up 
by a former concubine. And she has this concubine woman has like a school where she teaches the girls the arts. How to be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She teaches them how to be the princess, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, girl. Courtesans, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she joins the harem because Prince Naveen Andrews sees her. Yeah. And she gets she gets put in the harem and quickly becomes that prince's favorite. favorite. And then the princess who married that prince because they, you know, it was destined or whatever. It was like since they were children, he, they knew they were going to get married. Yeah, it's just, and they show a little bit of his peen. Oh. This is like a NC-17 movie. You remember, like, if you guys are our age, like, the only time you ever got to see quality, like, pseudo pornography that was like with a storyline is you had to watch an nc-17 movie mm-hmm. then you got to see a little p and t some some yeah and it was a little like bdsm he was like a little dom she's a little sub you know like there was like a little roughness you know like to it yeah but not in a good way it was like in a in a non-consensual way i know yeah, but no, we also true. said what year it was. So, like, that's to be, you know, anything that happened in the 90s like that, like, there's going to be problems, you know? Yeah. There's going to be problems here. There's going to be problems there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, that's that movie. You should absolutely see it with your loved ones. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, it's great. So, basically, we go to this class. And, I mean, already Jenny's like, I don't understand how I'm going to learn Kama Sutra in a yoga class. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't understand it? She's like, I know what Karma Sutra is. And I'm like, first of all, it's Kama. There's no car in it. It's Kama, K-A-M-A, Sutra. Also, what do you mean? You don't know what Kama Sutra is if you don't understand its relationship to yoga. I just, I've been on this earth and I've been having sex for so long. I just, what can you teach me that I don't already know and done a million times? Girl, are you out there just hoeing? Like, yes, what do you mean? I, and you just said all you wanted to do was make love and go to sleep. So what do you know? Because first of all, who says make love? You you don't the truth is who is ma- like who is making sensual love every night? No, most of the time you're either having sex, you're fucking, or you're cuddling. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even I'm not saying. Yeah, making love is having sex. Oh, is well, that what that? Is? No, I don't to know. me, to me, making love requires like a lot. I've of never holding. made love. I've never made love either. Like I'm just like I've had sex where I'm just sure. like, okay, I guess this is happening. All right, yeah, do that. I guess well, that's whatever. That's, okay. that's fine. And then there's fucking where it's like, yeah, it's like a rodeo. It's like all the things are happening. You're moving to and fro, and there's like things, and you're giggling, and you're like, do this, and you put this here, and you're like, hold on, haha, more giggling, and then maybe you get up and get some water, and you come back. It's a triath. It's like a marathon. Now, here's something. They do giggle in this class a lot. I mean, <laughs> oh. that's all that Sumit and Jenny are doing, are giggling in this class. Like, other people are trying to, like, get the Lord's work done. They're doing, you know, they're sitting in each other's laps. They're umming. Like, that's another thing is, like, I didn't quite maybe know this part. That, like, one thing to kind of connect, I think, breath and, like, you know, spirits is that once you get into a position, you just, like, you know, chant with them. A little, like, um. Yeah, sounds great. I should try it. You do right now with me. Ready? Um. um okay. Anyway, so they do it like a reverse cowgirl or like a regular cowgirl, and she like loves that or whatever. She's just, but mostly she's just like, I want your peony to put me to sleep like Nyquil. Yeah. You know? And I just am like, well, if you open up them hip flexors, then maybe it really could put you to sleep like Nyquil. He like, he, you know, listen, he like his mom does yoga. He does yoga. He can like, you know, do can touch his knee to his chin he can like put his legs behind his ears and he so can? can i yeah that's what he said he said that he can like do a forward fold and touch his 
Yeah. And she's not fully taking advantage of that flexible man. It's very rare that you have a man that's flexible. They always expect the woman to be flexible. Oh, I think that she's taking advantage of that. And probably he's like, meet up. Maybe yeah. I, you know what? I honestly feel like, again, the producers just want to talk about their age difference. And I'm annoyed by it. We didn't need that instructor to talk about how how shocked she was about their age difference. And then to talk about her like... You know, like, oh, you know, I'm just, I hope she doesn't injure herself. Like, you don't know, Jenny. I mean, you're right. But you don't know that. I mean, also, like, what I'm seeing you guys doing doesn't seem like it's that strenuous. Yeah. She, like, sat in his lap and then she sat on top of him. Yeah. Which we can kind of assume that, like, those things can happen. I don't see a sink, sex queen. I don't see her, like, balancing on one foot, like, leg up straight. I you guess know? the difference is, is that you really can't do Kama Sutra stuff on a on a bed. Like, you have to do it on the floor mattress. Like, you can't be, like, could you imagine the instability if you have to, like, hold a pose and, like, do something? No. Yeah, no, you, you got to do it kind of, like, no. on the floor, like a mattress on the ground. Like, a thin, like, maybe Japanese-style floor mattress. Yeah, like, I'm just, I love that one thing is just called cowgirl helper, which feels like, A, like, hamburger helper, but also, like, cowgirl helper is just, like, her on top. I feel like I want to get a Kama Sutra book. I don't have one. Okay, I'll get you one. Okay. But so, yeah, basically, they just giggle, and then at the end, and, like, you know, they're just, like, they really do like they have a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. But also, don't you kind of get it at this point? And I, I believe their love or whatever. But some of the things that Jenny has been saying in these last couple episodes leads me to believe that Jenny's like, listen, I have a young ass man as my husband. And I just want to live out the rest of my days in comfort and doing exciting things, but not too exciting. I just know that I'm not going to have to take care of my husband. I have someone who's going to have to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to settle into that. It's almost like... I mean, it's almost a little son-mother situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to uh, to where I'm like, you can't just stop. She's like, well, you tell me how you're feeling. Are you getting bored of me? It's like, no, Jenny, you only have a couple, you only have a certain amount of time together. You know, nothing is guaranteed. And so why not make this exciting? Why have it be like a slow decline into Sumit? get me some chai, you know, like why, like just do all the things you can while you can do them. Yeah, it's crazy to me that she doesn't want him to have a job. Like, I don't understand what you think that he's going to do after you die. Yeah. He's just going to be an old, broke person with no, like, love in his life. Yeah, you're not going to give him your money. You've got kids and grandchildren. Yeah. Like, it's not going to go to submit, especially that you're not even in the U.S. Ugh. Anyways, so I just hope that she is a little bit more open, maybe in private. If she doesn't want to talk about it in public, it's fine. But in my mind, I assume that they were doing the most. And this is, like, enlightening to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I thought that they were really like put give you know doing doing it all because like she had a second wind and she has this young husband. But no, she's like, oh no 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 no. Just I want you to take care of me and I want us to do the same thing every day and I don't want you to work. I want you to be with me the whole time until I die and then you can go have a life. Maybe also the entire entire time I'm alive, don't talk to your parents. Yeah. Oof. All right. Next couple that we are going to talk about is Michael, Michael. and Angie, baby. Yeah. Oh my God, this was so hard to yeah. watch. This yeah. was really difficult because, spoiler alert, you know, domestic abuse like situations going I on. I hate it. And the first thing we hear is Renee, who has no business being on the content continent acting this way with this white lady. Mm-hmm. She says, Michael, get your butt out here. Get your butt out of here. Your car's getting jacked up. No, Renee, do not assist in shenanigans on yeah. foreign soil. Yeah. Because you are not the beneficiary of whatever privilege that Angela will receive. They will lock you up. It's just crazy that she knows that this man does not expect anything to be happening right now. And suddenly in the middle of the night, 
he is being verbally screamed at to come out and have a raging alcoholic Angela coming at him. And now she's ripping up his car and that is going to bring him out even more. It's like, she's this Renee. I mean, with her like Gucci hat or whatever, and like jacket, baby hairs, I can't, I, she's doing such bad work. And I feel like she is sold herself for the devil. And I think that she, it looks to me like she's bathed in shame. I mean, this was, listen, Renee is going to get some recapper interviews out of this, and she's probably very happy right now with her performance on TV. So Angela says that she gave him one last chance to take down the IG, and then he texts her, LOL, no. And so she felt like she vindicated in getting up and dr- grabbing her drink and getting in a car and going over to his house to, you know, attack him. Yeah. And she says that she is exhausted from Michael's constant disrespect mm-hmm. and that he's got the goddamn wrong American. Yeah. And then she says, the law says, the law says I got every right. And then he comes up and he says, what is the meaning of this? What is the meaning of this? Stop it. Oh. Angela, what are you doing? In my, come to my compound. Hey. Oh, it's great. There's some great action shots of his brother trying to stop Angela because oh Angela my God, immediately with such in his eyes. starts to attack this man. And it is just like, oh, look at this. If you oh. guys want to know the visuals that you're missing out right now, you can go to patreon.com slash docusweeties. And you'll see the look of terror yes. on this brother's face as he is holding back a raging, drunk, titty-showing titty Angela. Titty out. That I titty mean, is out. Titty out, Angela. Yeah. Um, That's and what, he's screaming out, but what she what he's saying is like, your titty is out. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm done. Get out, says Michael. And he is just raging because she's like, bitch, you bitch. Yeah. Like, you don't call your husband a bitch. Yeah. Like, you just, I mean... If they're still together, which on Instagram, Michael's Instagram, it says he loves his wife, Angela, in the bio, which is, but I'm just like, that is a, you can't, you, there, I just, I don't understand people who feel like you can verbally attack somebody and call them out their name and walk away and come back. Like she's really been put upon and her life is so hard because of Michael. I really want to stop talking about them. I feel like, I feel like she's really intense and I don't know if I can deal with this anymore, but I will, I feel like I wanted to watch what happens next week, which is if they, if they talk, I wanted to watch this one where we finally got to see a Michael, like tell her that it's tell her that it's over and to get out. Like it was the most I've ever seen him like show any sort of disgust. Like usually he's just like, come on, baby, you know, or just like Angela, stop. You know, he's more like trying to get her to like stop or acquiesce or be something. And this is the first time that I felt like he was like, get the F away from me. Yeah. Period. And if I never see you again, better. I just like, don't even care what you think. And so, so that made me feel like, okay, I want to see that moment. And now next, next week, obviously we're going to like have another meetup with them, but like, or they're teasing that. Yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I really don't know. So. She's always just like, she's always doing something horrible to him and then trying to have us believe it's because of some, it's because, it's because of him. And she's incredibly justified as a justified victim and whatever uh, he's done is so incredibly horrible that it has made her do what she's done and is the reason why she smoked cigarettes but even before she married met him yeah he was the reason she's a fighter she was born a fighter and she's gonna die a fighter it's like Mm -hmm. ma'am you're not even fighting over you're not fighting for real like this is straight up wt 
ignorant nonsense fighting. Like there's just no redeeming quality about this. All right, let's move on to our final couple. Can you believe it? I mean, the truth is, is that we're only 35 minutes in and we're almost done. The last couple that we are going to talk about is Kimbali and Usman. Mm-hmm. There was no Jovi and Yara this episode, right? Mm-hmm. And they were obviously going to talk about uh, Ed and whatever her Which name is. Which you want to talk about every week. So we're going to talk about them. I, well, I just want to like, if anyone just, re- you know, for some reason on this episode alone, and they're like, what are people just going to talk about this person? Okay. I'm letting them know it's not ever. Mm-hmm. Okay? Anyway, go on. Oh, no, you go. Okay, so we're talking about... Kimbali and Usman, honey. So it is finally the day for them to go to Werewolf. Sokoto. <laughs> that, of course, is where Usman's family lives and Usman's mom. And that's what's happening. So it says that Usman's mom has a power to end this relationship. And uh, his friend Bibi meets them at the airport. And, um, you know, anything about this that was the scene until we get to the mom. It's just like, whatever. But it, I, the most important thing that happens is that to me on them is that they meet up with Usman's mom. And by them, it's only Usman. Well, the most important thing to me is that we find out that Usman is the most famous person from Sokoto and that he's a local celebrity and he's, he's literally on everybody's mind in Sokoto, but he's <laughs> trying to get out to his international audience. He's the only person from Sokoto and he's so proud of it that has fans from all over the world. Now, this is my question. What? Because last episode, she low-key read him for wanting to have a wife in Australia and other countries and was like, you can't even go there, so what are you talking about? What was the outcome of that? Because we get to this episode and they're happy in the hotel packing and he's like, the plane's gonna wait for him, Soja Boy, and she's trying to like usher them out. And then it's like an hour and a half flight, but then he gets off the flight and he acts like he's so tired. And then uh, BB is there. So it looks like he literally, he's like, BB is my friend, but BB feels like a servant to me. Yeah. I mean, there's so many servants that like, you know, I know, cause it's like, they're getting waited on. There's that one that like Angela, I'm sorry, Angela, <laughs> you know, recording slip. Uh, Kim Bully tried to like fist bump and like Usman had to be like, oh, That's we don't. Baby. Oh, that was BB. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Usman's like, oh, we don't fist bump here. Like, you know, like, there is a real intense difference between American women like have forgotten between uh, the way that like other women are like either in like their decorum or their modesty or their like femininity or they're like, you know, like it's just, it is incredibly masculine to be like, bruh, like here's my like fist bump, but also like that you're just going to touch someone. Yeah, I think that she knew not to touch him because probably the way he was with her. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe some of the men she's met in in the other part, in Abuja, it was different. Like, maybe they were like, hello, Kim. Maybe they put out their hand. Maybe she did do fist pumps with them. And maybe she just thought that over here, she could tell that, maybe because he doesn't speak English, too. At least it didn't appear that he could barely say Kimbali. It was like Kimberly, Kimbali. Well, that's what, how you know, say whatever. it. Yeah. And so she um, was just trying to, like, you know, figure it out, but she didn't do any not narrow research. And he literally was like, oh, no, no, no. He gave her the like smooth, oh, no, no, put your hand down, like, don't touch me. And so Usman had to like give her a little bit of a lesson. And I was also confused as to why they were allowed to stay in the same room. But maybe it has to do with his celebrity status. Because the truth is, if they're in a really Muslim part of Nigeria, then, you know, they, two unmarried people can't stay in the same place. How famous is he? Like, it, and how often does he get, you know, recognized? It's only in Sokoto. Like, is it, 
I really would love to see him just like go into a supermarket or like go into a market, but have the cameras like only have one camera following him so that no one is just looking at him because the camera is following him. I mean, I just, you really don't want to believe that this man is quite popular. I mean, we've had other people say that like folks recognize him and stop him in the streets. He is an international superstar. Okay. I think Michael is too, to a certain extent. Oh, okay. Who's more not, like not international, but in his t- own town? Who's bigger? Usman. I think Usman because he makes music. Yeah. And um, and Michael just makes like bad choice after bad choice. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So basically, we do have finally this one on one with his mom, who looks just like him and uh, has lived and seen bad choices that he's also made and hasn't been happy about any of them. And uh, she has a very beautiful, like specifically, you know, fancy home. What? I think that her furniture is relatively fancy. I don't know what the outside of it looks like. We didn't see much. I just saw like a Tupperware Kool-Aid jug come out and I'm assuming it had water, water in it. And she is like, he's like, well, I'm bringing a woman and I want her to meet you. She'll come tomorrow, but I just wanted to preemptively tell you what's going on. And the mother is like, approximately how old is this bitty? And he's like, approximately 50. And the mother's like, hmm. <gasps> well, I want grandchildren, so I don't know why you keep looking for this non-young and tender when we can find you a young and tender here simply by a nod. It could happen. And like the mom's like, have you seen my couch? Look at my couch. It's fabulous. It's like cream. It's like leather. There's like this black, like wooden bar. Like, have you seen my couch? If you think that I can't just get you a fine bitty, like a bitty that would knock your socks off. I know how to pick a couch. I know how to pick a bitty, honey. And just like, say something to me. I have so many girls just lined up wanting to like jump in your arms and be like one, two, three wives. And just like make me baby after baby. And like, I have... I'll listen, I'll cover the couch if we have babies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously the couch matters the most. But at the same time, just say the word, Usman. And he won't. Yeah. The mother's like, listen, if you bring her here and you ask for marriage, the answer is no. No. The answer is no. So, no, I mean, really no, what no, she no. wants for him to do is to marry someone of the faith from Sokoto first, and then he can do his his American dalliances. I just love the way <laughs> that Kim Bali keeps saying that things are like really nice. And then we look at them and they're not. And I think that she's trying to be better than Lisa because Lisa got to Sokoto and everything she had a problem with. Even though the accommodations that Kim Bali is staying in are like a little upgrade to like this place that he tried to send Lisa or let Lisa live. But yeah, remember Lisa was mad at the at the bed. That place looks way better. That place looks way. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's way better because it's an actual hotel. <laughs> but I mean, she's like, oh my god, it's so pretty here, and I'm looking around and I'm like, what are you seeing that we're not seeing? And then she's also like, a camel. And I said, oh, how 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 interesting that you would not know there's camels there. I mean, you know, she remember Jenny like not understanding that cows are just like around India, you know, yeah. God bless. Like, cows are dummy. So yeah, like I it's an interesting thing that the mom just wants Usman to marry a lovely, you know, round the way girl, you know, like I guess literally around their way. Mm-hmm. And um, with bamboo earrings and a hijab. Yeah. And then from then you'll can easily get an American wife for your second or third. Mm-hmm. I don't know what'd be easier for, you know, whatnot, but he he doesn't really say much and he's just kind of swallowing this this conversation happens where she's just basically making like a sound like you know she's like i really hope you don't ask me to get you know for my blessing for marriage he's like uh-huh and she's like 
you know, like, yeah, it's a lot of like, he doesn't say much. And then at the same time, it's like, why are you going to bring her now? Like, mm. he's really hoping after hearing a no that he's going to bring Kimbali and the charm of a Kimbali and whether it's like the smell of the body fantasies, raspberry spray really gets to his mom in such a way and like turns the tide, right? Yeah. And then we see like an image of her with her full hijab, not full hijab, just like a hijab with a little bit of bang sticking out of it. Next episode, like crying or whatever. And she's like, I'm nervous to meet your mom. I'm really nervous because I don't know what she's going to think about me. And I'm like, you know what she's going to think about you. What would you think about some woman trying to marry Jamal? (gasps) Yeah, what if Jamal came home with like a six-year-old woman? Yeah, and was just like, hey, mom, this isn't me. You're never going to have grandkids. No grandchildren for you. We're in love. She like she doesn't think about things like that would deal with her. Like that's why when Usman was like, uh, what if I told you that I don't ha- want to have any sort of relationship with Jamal or know him? Like, how does that make you feel? And she had to be like, well, I guess you're right. Like, She's like, yeah, no, you're right. I would want you to know Jamal. I want to tell you. That's fair. That's fair to say. Bro, you're right, bro. You know, so anyway, maybe she would also think about that. Yeah. But that is all we have for them. It's like crazy that we got... Did we just talk really fast? I mean, we got to the point we did what we need to do. So we want to thank you all so much for being here with us. We love you guys. Listening to us. Chris, tell us where they can find us on um, the socials. Well, on Instagram, where we do a lot of postings, it's DocuSweeties. Instagram, DocuSweeties. We're also on TikTok, DocuSweeties1, and Twitter, DocuSweeties, maybe, I think it's one. Um, But look up DocuSweeties, you'll find us. Please go ahead and also give us five stars if you're listening now. Mm -hmm. We really could use that review. But here's the thing, this entire time we've been making faces and putting up pictures. If you want to see all of that, well, how would you do that? Patreon.com slash DocuSweeties, $10 a month. And, you know, we put up the content immediately after we record it. You'll see the visuals. You'll get the unedited version of what you're hearing in the audio. And you'll help us to produce our stuff. So we, you know, we're, we're, we're moving merrily along here, but we want to thank those of you who have been supporting us since the beginning. We really do appreciate it. Truly, yeah. truly. You guys are great. Yeah. So yeah, y'all have a great evening. We love you guys so much. Like love after, lock, love after lockup is coming up and we have a brand new docuseries we're about to recap, which is Sins of the Mother. So get in and uh, get out. Get out. <laughs> All right, friends. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.